Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Coffee is for Closers. We have a very special guest with us today. Yes. What's up, James? How are you going, buddy? You're ready to be famous. <laughs> I know, right? Ready so, to be famous. My so, career's made now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost like um, when you see those, those young kids in Young Direction. They get up on stage, 12 million raving fans, <laughs> all the young girls of the world just getting to the yeah. shows and, and loving them, you know? That's Yash. So uh, for the, you guys that don't know, uh, Yash come to us as a 16-year-old. And uh, how old are you now? I was 15 when I came. 15? Um, yeah, 15 and a half. I'm 17 now. 17. So two two years in the works. Right. And what a two years it's been. So Yash, believe it or not, is an extraordinary young man who at the current stage happens to be one of our top sales reps at such a young age. And uh, it's been it's been a bit of a journey, hasn't it? So yes. um, today we would like to talk about Yash, his progression into uh, becoming a man and becoming a really good uh, professional salesperson, no longer a little baby bird closer. If you listen to this podcast, you will make your first million within three years. I'm going to repeat that. You will make a million dollars within three years of the first episode you listen to. We don't want pikers. We're not here to save the manatees. We're here to make podcasts. You really want this. You listen and review. Put that coffee down. All right. So, um... What I thought would be really cool is to, to map out Yash's journey because it, it's been a, a long journey. There's been a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. And um, to be completely honest, I was very hesitant at the start to bring on someone so young. And um, I'll give you a <laughs> I remember context. that call. <laughs> like, well, before this call, you know, I've never had this conversation with you. So it's going to be a little bit mind-blowing. Yeah. So as the story goes, I one day get an email uh, from this young kid with a very, very poorly photoshopped picture of himself speaking on a stage. I assume you were at a stage. Yeah. But, you know, average editing. It was probably did that at school. I didn't have 25 grand back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And um, I get this, this message in my inbox and uh, I ignore it because a um, 15-year-old kid is offering to work for us. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'll pass. Thank you. <laughs> and um, a couple of weeks go by. You know, you send me a few follow-ups. I'm just like, oh, stop, kid. This is annoying. Yeah. I don't, we don't, we, I don't even know if I can yeah. hire someone of your age. So I'd have to check with the lawyers and whatnot anyway. And um, I was uh, on a call with Will, Will Adams mm-hmm. and uh, he, he's asked me, he goes, hey, have you, um, have you, has a young kid you know, by the name of, of Yash applied? Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, I've seen a couple of emails there in my inbox. And he's like, oh, okay, well, what did you think of it? And I go, I didn't even read it. Yeah. <laughs> I, go, I mean, like I, I read the first part. Yeah. I, go, I haven't I haven't watched the video you sent me. It's like, a, you know, it's, it's not something I even considered. And um, we had this conversation and he basically said, oh, I think you should probably have a look at it. Mm-hmm. He's, a, you know, he's a bit of a, a prodigy. Mm-hmm. He's He's been doing some really good things. We've seen him being quite successful for where he's at in his career yeah. uh, in whatever circles, you know, the, we were referring to at the time, sure. I can't recall. Um, so I was like, all right, you know what, I'll, I'll have a look, we'll have a conversation. And that's when we um, we got on, we had a call. Uh, I think we had a, not an interview, but just a, a basic uh, discussion yeah. about, you know, who you are, what you want and yeah. why I should consider bringing 
even entertaining the factor of hiring someone that's 15, let, let you know that's in school. Yeah. Has a full time at school in what, like year nine, 10? Yeah, something like that. Are you, are you in school now? Yeah, you? no, I'm in school now. Still, oh, still, yeah. still in school, but you're in Australia. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. <laughs> it was such an interesting call because I hopped on with Will Odoms, right? And Will Odoms is so nice. He's like the happy uncle. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I hop on with you. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> I was like, don't smile. Don't smile. <laughs> Can't mess up a word right now. His name yeah. is James, not Jack. James. <laughs> yeah, you call me Jack. <laughs> I know. I got I, I was, I still I remember. remember that. Yeah, I still remember. I texted you. I'm like, like my life is about to be over. He's going to get mad. <laughs> I was like stressing <laughs> out back then. I was like freaking out. That's funny, man. Oh. I was really impressed. And I gave, I gave Will a call back and said, yeah, you're right. This is an impressive young human. Not, not where we want you to be. Yeah. But impressive enough to bring into the ecosphere and continue conversations. And then um, I think the next step was we jumped on a, a call with your mum to uh, actually make sure that, yeah. you know, we could have permission and tick all the boxes from a, um, a HR, I guess, perspective. Sure. You know, I, I'm pretty sure there's laws around child labor <laughs> and, and making yeah. a kid do hours of, yeah. of outbound when he gets home from school when he should be yeah. doing homework and playing Pokemon cards or sure. Game Boy or whatever it is kids play these days. I'm not sure. And uh, from there, you, you spent a bit of time with us, right? I then went away and come back. Mm-hmm. So um, before we continue on with that journey, it was a few things that um, impressed me and that was your, your maturity mm-hmm. um, when we had that first call. And if that wasn't there would have been, see you later. Yeah, but I mean, FYI, I was like, in my pants that entire call. Yeah. With like, James, I was like, dude, this is, I'm done, man. Life is over. <laughs> like, this is, this is where it happens. Life is over. I'm 15. <laughs> I'm never going to recover from this, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how you think about it, right? Um, and that's how, that's how you think about it. It's like, it's done. Okay. So um, to, to get to that stage where you're applying for a job as a sales guy, that's pretty extraordinary for, for someone of that age, yeah. you know, my, uh, my biggest claim to entrepreneurialism when I was around that age was, uh, going to the, uh, the candy store. Mm-hmm. We had, we had these things in Australia, the sugar tubes, right? Yeah. It's just like colored dyed sugar and like, yeah. it's a stick and it's go, oh, you, you probably have it elsewhere. It's probably just not exclusive to Australia. And, uh, they had sales on in a candy store that I would walk past on the way home mm-hmm. uh, from school as I, as I walked home or rode my bike there, who knows. And um, I would buy a, a ton of them. They were like, it cost me like 20 cents each and I'd sell yeah. them at school for a, a gold gold coin. In Australia, we we use coins. We have a dollar coin and a $2 coin. Yeah. Um, there's some lower, lower grade ones as well. Um, so it was a gold coin. Whether one or two, didn't matter. Whatever mm-hmm. they had, I'd take. If they only had a $2 coin, then yeah. happy days for me. So I actually would go to the canteen at school oh. And um, I would uh, hand in all the $2 coins that I had and ask for all the $1. Yeah. So no one could go and get changed. So they'd have to pay <laughs> me two bucks for these candy sticks. Anyway, I sold heaps of them, went and bought more, and then eventually expanded that business into like uh, chocolates and, and yeah. whatnot as well. And then um, packets of chips. And at that stage in the packets of chips, the uh, advertising laws yeah. uh, to children were very, very different where um, – a lot of them were sponsored by, um, at that stage, we had like Dragon Ball Z and there was like Tarzos and stuff yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. So kids were going wild for them, buying heaps of packets and yeah. I would go buy <laughs> yeah. a box of them and yeah, sell them off. I've done that before. That's fine. And then I, uh, you know, sold them for Pokemon cards yeah. to make money. So yeah. that's, um, but you, you one up that because <laughs> you run a coaching business. So why don't you tell me about that 
and then yeah. how that led into sales. Yeah. So, well, like I, I tried coaching for a while, like for multiple years since I was like nine, yeah, with 10 all years that old. Life experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's how the industry, I mean, most, many, many people in the industry. I mean, to work. be fair, you're probably more qualified than most of <laughs> right? the coaches in the industry. You know why you should buy from me? Even though I'm 10, at least I have the conviction to come to you. Do you did you have that? <laughs> right. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, like I tried for years when I was like nine, 10, cause I used to go to these events, right? So I tried like viral Facebook videos. I tried so many different ways of doing it. And then finally I went to my, like this one event where I'm like, I got to make at least a thousand dollars. Like if I do not make a thousand dollars in this event. Wait, what do you mean by event? It was like, like an Tony event. Robbins thing? No, no, no. It was oh. like one of my mentors in the past that yeah. I had paid 15 grand from all, like I take a loan from my parents, paid 15 grand you, to him. Sorry. Yeah. Didn't get results. How old were you at this stage? Nine. Okay. So you're nine and you've, uh essentially going and sort out some uh, seed capital yeah. for your little business venture. Yeah. Probably didn't even know what that word meant. Exactly. Essentially, yeah. you've you've understood high corporate finance without understanding. Yeah. Okay. All right. So right. Good. we did that. And so, by the way, the program didn't work. Surprise, surprise. Right? That happens uh-huh. sometimes. And so- I mean, to yeah. be fair, you were nine. Your mindset was 100%. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not taking action, right? So- so, like, so I spent years trying to figure it out. And then I go to this event. I'm like, I got to make at least a thousand. So I go to the person where I'm like, who's the person? Because there's always that one person in the room that just wants to spend a lot of money. Yeah. Too much money on them just wants to spend yep. it, right? And it was a guy named Antonio. So I go up to Antonio. I'm like, okay, man, create some rapport. And then I sold him into a thousand dollar funnel design where I designed one of his funnels, right? So I got that secured. I had another lady there. And I, I to be fair, I targeted did, people did, I knew I could curious, sell. Did he buy that out of like expecting you to do the job? Or was he just like... I'm going to buy it. It's a nice kid up and coming. Let's, uh, well, he bought it for two donate. reasons. He yeah. bought it for two reasons because the mentor showcased me on the stage to get more sales. Uh, right. Okay. And he yeah, positioned yeah. me as that guy. Okay. And the second thing is I told him, I was like, cause he, he, he was like into pitching, he helped people with pitching. So I help people with like pitches and stuff. And I was like, well, dude, if you're going to do that, like if you don't have way, way to drive traffic, man, like what are you doing? He's like, oh yeah, that does kind of make sense. I'm like, yeah, man, like what's the point in that? He's like, well, well, can I just get one made like one of those templates? I'm like, you can, but it's like getting a pitch off of YouTube. Like, would you tell somebody to do that? He's like, no. I'm like, okay, well then just have me design it. That's what I do. So it was, I mean, and it wasn't a lot of money for me. It was a thousand bucks, right? Mm. And so I did that. I did some funnel designs and then, you know, an idea woke up. I'm like, okay, I have momentum now. Right? I think that's the hardest thing for most people is getting that momentum, especially when you want to go through a slump or you're going through a period where like things are down. So I had that momentum. I didn't want it to stop. I sold a $600 package, Metal Lady and Panera right? Where I like designed her whole funnel out with her for like a whole day. And I was like, okay, this uh-huh. is not efficient. I need to figure out something else. So I was like, okay, I met a, another guy at one of those events, right? Who ended up becoming my business partner. And both of us like broke, like he literally like broke, broke. We are, I'm, I'm not as broke. I'm in my parents' place, but like we both have zero experience, zero knowledge. We're just figuring this stuff out as we go along. But I was decent at sales. Like I knew how to connect with people. I knew how to create some rapport like and get an, people natural, to buy. Yeah, like okay, I, I could yeah. I could get somebody to like trust me in the sense like I've built enough rapport about their product and stuff where they trust me, right? I didn't necessarily know objections, but I just knew how to sell based on conviction and rapport. So I was like, okay, let's make a product together. So we designed like a five grand product within like 30 minutes, right? We get it going. And I was like, listen, you focus on building out the back end. Let me focus on the sales. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to some people on Facebook I know, right? Two weeks later, we have over 15 grand in the bank, most money I've ever made. And I'm like, damn, this actually worked out pretty well. It's not a bad idea. And so then him and I ran that business for about six, seven months. In between that business, that's where I met Matt, right? That's where I met you guys. And so we got into about- What was that business? The coaching business. 
Okay. Yep. Yeah. So we got that business to about 150k, 200k cash collected. Um, something oh, like, oh, no, 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 in grand. the total six months, right? So we're doing yeah. about like we like our months were super sporadic, right? Yeah, we yeah. had some months at 10 grand, it's some months standard. at 40. Yeah, pretty standard, exactly. So that business went well. Um, you know, it, it taught me a lot about the industry. It taught me a lot about things I had to get done. But during that time, that's where I met Matt because Matt had a, Matt had put a post out from another big guy in the space that I knew about getting salespeople. So I was like, I'll check this out. Let me see what it's all about. And so the big thing I realized after exiting in that business, because it ended off like badly, like poorly, I just, I didn't know how to scale the business. We were working our butts off, right? But it just made me realize I just didn't have the experience yet to run a successful mm. business. Like I can grind all I want, but I don't have the experience to know how to train people. I don't know the, the experience of how to help other people do what I do. But also I just, I just don't know what it takes to go from zero to six, six to seven, seven to eight. Like I just don't have that. So I was like, I need to go work for somebody. And I was reading Think and Grow Rich at that time, right? So I just realized, I was like, I need to go work for people who actually know what they're doing or at least have an idea, right? Get really good at one scale. And then from there in the future, if I want to launch a business, I'm actually an ability where I put myself in a position to do that successfully. You know, I've never read that book. Never. Everyone goes on about how it's one yeah. of the best books ever. And I'm just like, is it though? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a good book in the sense, like a lot of the stuff there. It talks a lot about like, and what I took away from that book is probably different from what most people would take away, right? But the biggest thing I took away from that book is experience is so key. Because all the stories Napoleon shares and Think and Grow Rich has a lot to do with, I worked at this factory and that factory, and I learned this from that guy and this from that guy. Okay, yeah. And so that made me realize, I was like, well, the thing I lack right now is experience. Because if I knew how to run a successful business, I would have already done it. I ran a business. Was it successful? Depends on what you how you look at it. I as. mean, in the grand scheme of things, no. Yeah. But in the context of to sure. what you put together yeah. uh, with the level of experience and understanding at any given point in your time, I'd say that's more successful than most businesses yeah. that will ever come into existence. For sure. You know, like a, a business, the average, what, a closure rate is, is nine months before a business fails. So I think that's, you know, anyway. Yeah, like it was good. For special. sure. Yeah. Right. And, but I just realized I was like, I knew I wanted to do bigger and better. And so I just knew mm -hmm. I had to get more, a lot more experience before I can do that. Right. And so I was in the closing code at that point. Like I was in the closing code and I yeah. was like, and like, I was the main guy. <laughs> like, well, I mean, some would argue for all the guys that were in the closing code, uh, you would argue that Yash was the only guy. <laughs> because <laughs> let's just say if there was a mic that got passed around, yeah. Uh, Yash would not pass it because yeah. he, he always had it. Funnily enough, we uh, we created a, a bunch of awards at the end of the year. One of them I just made for a laugh, and the award was "Can I ask a question?" Yeah, because that's the token token phrase, almost as token as uh, "Road, I know you're watching," but alive and blessed. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, yeah. So I was in closing code. You know, that's where I really got good at. You know, I got better at sales. Yeah. You know, I was working for one account, and then I went to another one. Hey, did, did did were you working for us at that stage? I, I can't remember. No, no, I wasn't. No, okay. I was still in the closing code. You didn't yeah. want to hire me, so I couldn't jump in. Um, you guys were still, you guys put me in the closing code so that I could like get better there because yeah, the yeah. hiring is like, we're going to need some time to figure it out. And I think you guys also wanted to see like, hey, can he show up and do this, right? Yeah. So I started selling on like an Instagram offer that went okay. Like my first month there, I was able to generate about like 40 grand um, yeah, okay. in, cat, in, in revenue, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and I was only, by all means, was only making three or two grand. Like I was not making um, barely anything, right? And then in the closing code, everybody's talking about a guy named Marco. I'm like, who's Marco, right? Like, who, who's the Italian sound? Like, who, who is this guy, right? Like, Never well, heard of him. Well, yeah, no, what's, what's everybody talking about? A guy with a thick accent that makes 100 grand a month? Like, you know what I mean? So 
I end up figuring out which company he worked for, which was another coaching company. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to schedule a call with this guy. Let me see how he does it, right? So I go to the top guys in the industry in the coaching space. I schedule calls with all their teams and most of their teams just suck. Like I jump on a call with them. There is zero, like they just absolutely suck. Mm -hmm. And so then I hop on with Marco and then he's like, hey, didn't I see you in the closing code? I was like, oh crap. I was like, bro, I'll be honest with you. I want to see how you sell. I am in the closing code. Like I BS my way through the triager. He didn't get it. But Mark, you know what I mean? And Mark was like, okay, I'll show you how I sell. And he showed me a little bit about what he did. I didn't understand most of it to be fair, but I understood the concept, right? And then that's when he told me, listen, I want you to work with Jeremy. I work with NEPQ. You'll get that. And I'll help you on the side as much as I can. Mm. And so at that point, like, cause inner circle, like I'd be pretty much paying my entire income every month to join that program yeah. on the, on the payment plan, the biggest payment plan, the lowest and, option. And we're talking money you earn from commission or pocket money? Commission. Okay. Right. Cause I'm only pocket making, money. <laughs> right? <laughs> I wish. Right. And Mar- that's, it's funny. Marco thought he was like, isn't your parents paying for this? I was like, no, nah, bro, this is my, like, I'm taking control of this. I don't want to spend any more of their money. Right. This is my thing. And so every month, right. Figured it out. And then I transitioned into this other coaching company. And then my first two to three months there, I made about like three grand or so. That was before I NPQ. And then once I started getting into NPQ, learning, like just learning the skills I needed to learn, right? Mm-hmm. As much as I could, I tripled my comms, right? I became the topper up there, went from three to 10 grand a month, right? 10, 12 grand a month in commission, which was big. And so that was when like stuff started clicking a little bit. I was like, okay, I'm figuring this out. I definitely thought I was the big fish in the small pond. You know what I mean? Making 10 grand, like everybody thinks like, oh, that's crazy, right? And especially in the coaching space. But then I go back to the closing code. I'd be like, ah, yeah, okay. There's there's a lot more we got to get done here. There's a lot more yeah. potential. And shout out to the guys if you want to uh, join the closing code and be like, yes, <laughs> there will be a link in the description. My name is James Sacklin. I have everything to sell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it was good though. It, it was you know I learned a lot from there, and then from there I made the transition to going full time um, into snipers. Yeah. Okay. Well, what was the um the first account we put you on? S&P, sports model. Oh, so you're selling fitness, fitness stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's interesting because I remember at one stage, we're like, all right, well, I think you've done enough to be able to earn a chance. Yeah. You know? It's like, all right, we'll, we'll put you on something. But there was some some very strong conditions. Sure. Yeah. Right? Remember. And that was that you are, we obviously have a chat with your parent and we set some boundaries. And those boundaries are around your schooling. Yeah. It's like if you grades start to go down, you're fired immediately. You don't, you, your mom catches you not doing any homework, you're fired immediately. Yeah. But what I thought was more important is um, that uh, for, for a young a young guy who is probably going to have a really long and, and strong career in whether it's in sales or whatever it is you decide to go in, no doubt you'll be successful at that. Yep. Is that we, we didn't want to, to bring someone on. And be around a bunch of guys that have strong work ethics. Yeah. And then you miss out on a large chunk of your childhood because you're too busy doing work. Sure. So part of that deal was like you must spend, you must assign X amount of your hours to actually going out, spending time with friends. And if you don't do that, that you're also fired. Yeah. Because And just FYI for everybody watching, <laughs> the way James says it here is not the way he said it to me. How was like, I said it? I, I I'll never forget it was like yeah, man. And so you, and it, like, here's the thing you're talking about enjoying it, but you're saying it so seriously. So I'm like, what do I think? <laughs> you were like, and you got to spend time going out to have fun. You may not understand it now, but it's going to be beneficial in the long term. And I was just looking at you. I was like, okay, yeah, he's serious. I got to have fun. I was like, yeah. <laughs> he's serious about this. Because back before then, I was working like, you know, 16, 17 hours a day. You know, make, I was still making decent money, right? 10 to 12 grand, but 
I definitely didn't have like, there was no like balance, right? It was just work, 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 work. Yeah, which is also why you're here in Australia having holidays. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to explore the world, get an understanding. But yeah, okay, so moved through that. And then I we we moved on to some, some larger accounts. And uh, part of the highs and lows is we had a lot of issues with, with yourself and uh, professionalism. We acknowledge, and it, it's pretty normal, and one of the things that really impressed me is is the way that you reacted and responded to this. There was... No, we're probably not this hard on everyone else when yeah. we put these constituencies in, in place, knowing that, well, uh, someone of your capability needs to be challenged and challenged hard to get the best out of them. Sure. Right. And there was a, a string of occurrences where you were uh, missed appointments. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't turn up. You didn't do those little things right. Because, and I think it's um, easy for people with a lot of talent to get complacent. Right, yeah. because you rely on your talent to get you through, sure. Rather than um, setting up strategy for consistency and professionalism, yeah. So that you don't have to rely on that. And we we found you in a trap of complacency. Sure, you're still doing a great job. Uh, yeah, like I was still closing deals, but it, I think it was more about that standard, right? Of yeah, like exactly being the right. best you can be, and, and it, was, it was setting that standard for you. Yeah, and um, that was something that you needed to get right. And if you were ever to match your um, potential. Yeah. That was something that needed to happen. So there were some lessons that you needed to learn. And um, we, we didn't, you didn't achieve them, mm-hmm. right? The, the ball slipped and uh, we we parted ways for a little while. Not fully in state yeah. of the ecosystem, but you went and worked elsewhere, right? And um, from our point of view, it was the right thing to do to, to teach a lesson very early on to someone with full faith that it was going yeah. to to work long term for sure, right? So, um, at, at that stage, you, tell me, like, what was that like for you? When yeah, well, I mean, it was like two or three months, right? I wasn't making, I was put on cold calling for like two or yeah. three months, where it's like I wasn't making money in a nutshell, um, and it forced me. But I think it was productive for me for a few reasons. It kind of gave me a break because mm. I think like you get to a point because back then, like before that, I was doing like three accounts. I was trying to grind like stuff. Some stuff was working, some stuff wasn't. And like you will automatically slip up on things, especially if you don't have the standards or the experience to manage that, right? Yeah. As a result of that experience now, I'm put on you know some bigger accounts right now where it's like, okay, I know what I needs to be done. I know how to manage my expectations and just what's going on, right? Yeah. So if I wouldn't have had that experience, the way I'm going on my accounts now wouldn't have happened, totally. right? And so on those accounts, like, that gave me a good time to kind of just take a break, kind of realign, okay, like relax a bit and just figure out where I'm at, right? Like wh- what's going on? I know I'm working hard. I know I have the motivation. Like, what needs to change now? Why is stuff not getting done? Is it because I don't find it important? Is it because I'm stressed? Like, what's going on right now, right? So I think it was a good point because it gave me kind of a break to kind of step back. And I think that's sometimes important as reps or even as business owners. It's like taking a step back and zooming out. Like, Mm -hmm. what's what's happening, right? Because you're not not performing or you're not not doing your job because you don't want to do it. It's because something's not in alignment, usually mindset-wise. That's usually Mm -hmm. it. So it was, I think it was really productive because then three months later, right, I get put on a really good account and I'm able to come out right the gate, right, being one of the top three guys closing on that account, yeah. right, within the first month. So I think it was really productive. Yeah. So I, I if I, I mean, I, I don't remember exactly. Right? So yeah, I remember take, take it with a, a grain of salt, I'll bet, <laughs> right? It's a pretty major, major point in, in, yeah. in your life and your short career up to this stage where it was like, well, one, there was a, a, a major thing where you, one of the conversations we had is like, you need some maturity, right? And it was like, all right, go away, go figure that out, 
go work wherever you need to be to get that maturity, get that experience where you were in charge of a team and, you know, you yeah. found someone to take you on and run a team, lead a team and develop some of that uh, maturity and a little bit of life experience. Yeah. You know, just a little bit, not a lot. Yeah. And, um, you know, tick those boxes, come back, we'll gladly take you back. But we need to see yeah. X, Y, Z happen before before that occurs because you need to, if we're bringing you onto a team, we can't have anyone lowering that standard. Yeah, 100%. And right now, the way it, you were performing with like those little things we mentioned, it's like that's going to bring that standard down. Yeah. And uh, we need to be confident that you're going to bring people up. Yeah. And that's part of the things that you want to develop in leadership. So exactly. Like, and well, I think one thing to remember teach- is like when you guys say that, like even for people like, I was like still making sales. Do you know what I mean? I just didn't have the standards. So I think that's one thing like key to remember, like as people like hear James and people talk about it, it's like, it's not necessarily just about, I think the sales. Cause if that was the case, like that, and that was the issue when I transitioned from my previous company to like snipers was like, I just made a, you know, ton of sales, never did much admin, never did things like that. Cause I didn't need to, right. I was just making sales. Nobody ever told me. And it is my responsibility, but I was like, it's no consequence. Like I'm good. I'm making my sales doing my job. So that was like the different thing was even though I was making a decent amount of sales, right. You know, making more than most, it was like, well, you're not getting this stuff done. So we don't care about that. And that yeah, was a bit like, it's important. you know, it, it is right. But it, I think that was the big, like, I was like, okay, this is yeah. different. Yeah. So we, we, we take those boxes, you come back on board, um, blew stuff out of the water. Yeah. And, um, there's a couple of like minor things that probably weren't done well enough, but you've, you'd done enough, well enough not to be removed yet again. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, we, again, we put Will Hinkson in charge of, of doing some, some stuff with you, some, mm-hmm. some one-on-one with that same, I, I, I thought process, right? Yeah. Okay. This is where you're at now. This is where we want you, right? We want you to be in this position. You need to get this right, this right, and this right. Yeah. And a lot of that was perception based stuff. You know, it was very hard selling people into an investment product or uh, into some biz op where they're going to, you know, they're making small wages. Yeah. They're giving up their, um, you know, a large portion of their savings and putting huge risk on them when they have family and kids to look sure. after. And like, uh, for someone at 17 years old, you you can't relate to that. Yeah. Well, I think it was just the skills weren't there, right? It's like, yeah. it's definitely that experience key too. Like, I think that definitely does play a factor, but I think it wasn't the skill of being able to manage. Could match you, it. Yeah. When you get those yeah. responses, like, well, like now I can, right? Now I can Absolutely. easily hand, but yeah. like a year and a half ago, two years ago, it's like when you get those responses, you know, for consequence of an inaction, like, oh, I'm going to feel like a failure. How do you probe on that? How do you make it like yeah. where it's an effective conversation than saying you want to settle for that? Like, what's up, bro? Like, compared to like, what do you mean by a failure, right? So it's like, I think it was like a skill thing along with an experience thing of being able to match my experience with knowing yeah, how to handle both, those, right? Yeah, because it, it come off weird. It come yeah. off really robotic. come off sociopathic yeah. sometimes, almost. <laughs> right, and uh, it's one, because it's something you hadn't experienced, but you hadn't uh, yet been taught or, or shown how to kind of emphasize with that. Yeah. And therefore take that into your, your tonality, the the responses. And 100%, yeah. It, it took a while to get that right, when, which we have now, and that's skyrocketed the success, yeah. right? So, you know, we ticked those boxes along the way. Uh, it was only uh, this week that, well, it, it happened two months ago. We just hadn't announced it yet. And yeah. funnily enough, you weren't there. I know, right? The one day I'm sick. The one day you're sick. Right? And, um, you know, we promote you to the highest level in our organization um, from a sales perspective, which is Alpha. And, um, you know, that's been a, a journey of, of going from that Charlie, that Bravo to an Alpha and in the space of one and a half years, I'd say. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you're close to turning 16 when you come on. It wasn't 
fresh 15. Yeah. Uh, so about, about one and a, a half years. And it's, um, I'm sure that's probably a proud moment for you. It's, it's proud for us to be able to see, all right, let's take you through all these stages in, in such a rapid period of time. And, um, you know, the, the man that you've turned into is, yeah. uh, whilst, you know, when I say man, 17 year old, <laughs> yeah, you know, you're still a kid, you're, you're a sure. baby in the eyes of a lot of the people here at the organization. But, yeah. um, uh, the maturity level is more so as someone that I would consider a man and yeah. the, the way that you've, you've no, hundred percent. And I, you know, and I think it's, you know, when you, and that's the good thing about when you're in an organization where you do have people who are older, who have more experience, it's like, you know, I've got certain people in this organization that I will thank for the rest of my life and no yeah. money I pay them will ever be able to repay just the stuff they've done with me. Like, the way Roe oh, you just, could pay me as much as you want, man. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. But like even like like the way like Rode, right? Like when I first came into the company, took me under his wings, right? And yep. by all means, like that guy's been hard on me at times as well, like when it's needed, but like throughout me through the ups and downs, right? During the time where I kind of took that break off where I needed and you know, Hingston just spending every week with me dialing my stuff in. Smacking your right? ass. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, like Hingston does it like Hingston, like with James, it is smacking around. With Hingston, it's a little bit more like comforting, Easy. right? To be fair. Really? Yeah, hundred percent. I I've been on. A, I've been okay. on the boat. He's hard, but he's he's like fatherly hard. Do you know what I mean? Like he's like he's like okay, bro. Like how how can I help you? How can I make this happen? So it's it's a little bit different. But like individuals like that, right? Even you, but like just in general, like that type of stuff helped because once I got that break where I was able to realign myself, I had all these people that helped me out. Then I was able to skyrocket because it's like I'm, I'm energized back. I've got my my engines back right now. I can go up, and that's why like to drive. Yeah, like even you know before two months ago, like for the past six months, like. Like hopping on with like Sean Ray every single day, right? Raising yeah. my hand up. Like I was the same guy that I was back in the closing code, same guy in the training, right? Yeah. So I knew I wanted to develop quicker. I had the energy, I had the people around me. And so I just leveraged those resources to make it happen, right? And so that's why getting promoted to alpha is something that like I'm really happy about, I'm proud about. But I also know like I've earned my way up there through the highs and lows. But I've also like, I've, I know what the lows are like now to where I know when that happens, how to deal with that, right? Which is what an alpha is in this organization. Yeah. What are um, some of the key lessons that you've learned by, whether it's from people or general yeah. that you've taken out that's going to, let's let's say you left tomorrow for whatever reason. Yeah. Like what are some of those lessons that you could take into your next venture or yeah. the rest of your life? Well, what are they? I think like one of the things that Road always told me and I'll always take this away is like, you're not as good as you are on your best days and you're not as bad as they say you are on your bad days, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's so important because it's like, you're gonna have good days, you're gonna have bad days in sales as a business owner or whatever it is, right? Like you guys have bad days, you know what I mean? I'm sure I've seen it in the office now, I've been here, like there's some days that are harder than others, but every day is just, it's just consistency, right? And so one of the biggest things I feel like everybody runs into, business owner and reps, you guys don't run into this because you guys know how to handle it, but like comparison, like that is... Matt and I, Thief of joy. yeah, Matt always says that. And that's one of the things that I struggled with for so long. I hired a mindset and performance coach. Shout yeah, out to I Steve. Talking yeah. about this. Yeah. Part of the reason I hired oh, it. Big was, Steve yeah. So part of the reason I hired is for this thing, like comparison is the joy of like, it is the, it takes away everything from you. But part of the reason why people have that comparison issue is because this game is about consistency. Like you may make 10 grand in sales one day. Somebody may make 20 grand the next day. You may make 30 grand the day after, mm -hmm. right? And so for me, when Rhodes said that, the reason why it stuck in, because whenever I go on any account, because I go on any account wanting to be the top guy, like I'm that guy. Yeah. I will I will never do anything unethical or anything, but I will outsell you, whether you're 40, 50, like that's my job. And so- I, I think everyone in our organization <laughs> comes in with that intention to yeah. like, I'm going to beat you. But- It's friendly. From yeah. a healthy competition. Exactly, you know? 100%, right? And so- like I've gone into accounts, like I'm on an account right now, right? Where there's an internal team. By all means, I'm going to help them in the best way I can. But between 
this time to this time, man, like this is where I make my statement. This is where I become the closer I want to be that I want to be remembered for. And so my job is to be the best. And so that's good. And I think everybody has that. But at the same time, you got to remember that there are ebbs and flows and you're not as good as you are on your best days. You're not as bad as you are on your worst days. And um, for for young people that are just come into this industry, just starting, Mm -hmm. it probably is, it might even be the same piece of advice as you just said. What advice would you give to, to young kids? You know, the, maybe they're still at school mm-hmm. or maybe they've just graduated out in the world looking for a job. What advice would you give to them to, to be successful? Like in sales or in general? Just in general. I think the big thing is like two things. I think the first thing is like, don't worry about money. Like that's one thing I've really realized fairly quickly. I could, I was, saying, I was talking to you about this. Like, you must follow the thing. I know. Right? Oh. <laughs> but um, that's what she said. I know. I was about to say <laughs> that, that's how it sus. Yeah. Um, but one of the first things is like, don't worry about money. That's one thing I realized. Like, I, I was talking to you about this. I could probably launch a coaching business right now and get it to like fifty grand a month with the knowledge I have of business learning from you guys and sales experience. Yeah, I, I could easy. start four tomorrow. Right? Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I think, especially when you're young, like, don't worry about money. Worry about the experience and knowledge. Like, that's big. You know what I mean? Like, I know a lot of salespeople that make a lot more money than me, mm-hmm. but do not have the skill level I have nor the experience. And I say, and I don't say that arrogantly. I say it because like. Sounds like it. I know, right? It does. It does to an extent. I know. But I say it like in the sense like, you know, they've got leads put on their calendar. They never have to worry, right? They're different situations, but it's like, they make more money than I do, but they don't have the grinding. They don't have, you know, the, the consistency they need to where if they were put on the account I was on where they would be able to execute. Right. So I think money is important, but money is not needed necessarily to make a lot of, you know, you don't need to have the shoes, the cars, right? Like stuff like you see other people having just yet, like take some time to get the skills and experience because eventually you'll get up there. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, you look at like your career or Matt's career or anybody's career in this organization, you guys like, it's not like you guys started off 21, 22, making a lot of money. You guys have had a very long journey. You're as good as you are at your job because you spent 10 years managing gyms where you gained the knowledge of how to lead a team. How does leadership work? How does business work? If you didn't have that, and you wanted to focus on just making a lot of money, you could have probably figured something else out and made a lot more money, but yeah, you wouldn't. Scams. Yeah, exactly. If I wanted to make money, I would have joined an MLM. <laughs> um, which brings me to the next point, guys. If anyone's interested in a Herbalife subscription, um, you can click <laughs> the link. <laughs> I mean, I just, I've looked at those business models. Yeah. Oh, it's so easy. I know. If you don't have the ethics, yeah, and uh, or you've just fallen into a trap and someone has convinced you that, yeah. you know, maybe some of these products are, oh God, it's, it's, yeah, it's easy to make a lot of money if you, 100%. if you want to. Right? Yeah. But I think what's important is making money in a way that's actually beneficial for other people. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Right. So like, I think that's first, I think the second thing also is just like, you got to work hard. Yeah. Like you're not going to get anywhere not working hard. And I think like, I don't believe in the statement, like outwork everybody work crazy. Like I've been that guy and like, by all means it's not sustainable, but uh-huh. You got to have a strong work ethic and just like anything you try out, especially not, not traditional, like more like nine to five, some you have to work really hard. But if you're going down more of the traditional path, usually you clock in and you clock out depending on what the job is. But like, if you're going to go outside, you just got to really work hard. There's no way around it. Awesome. All right. Well, yes. Any last things you'd like to uh, say to the audience? Maybe you'd like to get them to like and subscribe. Like and subscribe, turn on post notifications. All right. Well, well, thanks, guys. And um, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, another brilliant, well, from my perspective, brilliant episode with, uh, with Yasha of Coffee is for Closers. Um, if you could like and subscribe, that'd be great. If, uh, you know, it's um, it, to me, it's quite inspiring seeing someone 
of such a young age to be, be so successful and um, ultimately pretty proud that we get to be part of that journey. So if you want to see more interviews like this or um, anything along the lines with a lot of our sales guys and going through that process of, of where they've got to where they are, uh, let us know. Uh, we'll, we'll book in some more. And uh, likewise, if there was anything that you found outstanding or one thing that you're going to take away from today's episode, please put it down in the comment section. We can, we do read them and we base a lot of our YouTube content from the comments that you guys put in where we can elaborate on some of those topics. So, so please don't be afraid. Get in that comment section. Tell us what you liked and say thank you to Yash and uh, his one to follow for the, the next uh, 10 years, guys. Thanks and bye. Good job, brother. <laughs> Sweet. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only.